Go now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. That's better. Hello, everybody. Hey, I want to welcome you. (laughs) I want to welcome you to today's episode of Bible News Radio. Hey, you know what? Don't you like that music? The guy that made it, I should thank him because it's super cool. All right, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about your, your mental health. Yeah, we are. Or your mental... Well, no, I won't say that. <laughs> I was gonna, never mind. Anyway, hey, we're going to talk about your mental health. As you know, it's a favorite topic of mine with my background as a clinically trained marriage and family therapist. You guys might know that I say that because I'm not licensed, even though I'm like way more trained than the licensed therapist in my state, but that's beside the point. Anyway, that's what the MS stands for if you're new, Masters of Science. Anyway. So today what we're going to do is we're going, to talk, we're going to talk to my good friend, Dr. Jennifer Fee, who charges a fee for her services. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, I really... I, you I should be. <laughs> hey, I have a right to make fun of her because I actually met her like, what, I don't know, 17 years ago, 15, 17 years ago, something like that. When I was in graduate school, she was my first, well, she was my only professor in graduate school that taught me cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, she did. And we used this book called Mind Over Mood, which is an actual classic, by the way. You guys can go check it out. You can get the workbook over on Amazon. Uh, Anyway, I love her. You know, we have been friends for a very long time. We have, we have, (laughs) we have. We played tennis together. Yeah, we did. And I taught her pickleball. Yeah, I did. And then when the people in California that we played pickleball with were mean to Jennifer, I defended her. Because, you know, there's some mean pickleball players in California. <laughs> there's some testy ones here in Tennessee. <laughs> in the event that you're watching and you're one of my pickleball friends, just so you know, my new book, Pickleball Faith, Inspiration on and Off the Court, is coming soon. We're almost done with the cover, and we're also, uh, you know, we're going to roll it out. Hopefully, by the end of June, it'll be out. We'll see. That's my goal, anyway. But anyway, so today what we're going to do is we're going to take your questions. If you have any questions about mental health, mental illness, anxiety, depression, uh, you know, obsessive-compulsive disorder, uh, stress management, anything like that, then Dr. Jennifer Fee and me are going to go ahead and, and take those questions. I actually got one already that came in through my text message list. Um, and uh, we also are going to be telling you about a new webinar that Jennifer and me are going to be doing. Jennifer and I, for all you English Nazis out there, are going to be doing next Wednesday. Uh, we'll tell you about that in just a second. But let me tell you who Jennifer is. She's She is a licensed a uh, clinical psychologist with over 25 years of experience <clears throat> and training. 
helping people with anxiety, uh, panic, stress, uh, management, depression, trauma recovery. Uh, and she's also a uh, professor, ad- adjunct professor at Vanguard University of Southern California. She practices in Newport Beach as well as uh, Placentia, California, has her own private practices down there. Uh, she is, she's almost done with the book she's writing as well. And I have to tell you, she is a TEDx speaker, which I'm very proud of her for. Um, in fact, if you go to her website, drjenniferfee.com, uh, you'll be able to see that TEDx talk that she gave last year at the end of the year, where she actually shared some, a really touching personal story about her dad uh, and so much more. So, you know, but most importantly, she is my friend that I I learned to play better tennis with. <laughs> and I wish lived here in Tennessee with me so that we could play pickleball together a lot. But anyway, uh, so yeah. Hey, Jennifer, come on the air. Oh, and also she is a gold star favored periscoper on periscope because periscope loves her whatever reason they like highlight her 15 million times seems like uh but anyway jennifer welcome to the show glad that you're back with me and i'm i'm really happy that you're here because not only did i just get to see you and stay at your house in california for a whole week but but uh but yeah we're, we're we we have planned something for our audience that hopefully a number of them will partake in so welcome back Thanks for having me, Stacey. It's fun to be on your show, and it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has. We've come a long day from our Farmville, our discussion of Farmville and its psychological impacts. That was a long time ago. I think I was still in grad school when that took place, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. if, you, if those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Farmville, you remember when Farmville came out on fam, uh, on Facebook, everybody and their grandmother was playing it. I thought that it would be a good idea to, to do a show with Jennifer on, you know, how <clears throat> people laid out their farms, you know, what we could learn about somebody's mind from it. And I think that we were pretty accurate. I think we were too. I mean, that, that was so much fun. And I remember that may have been the first like online interview I had ever done. I just remember being super, super anxious doing it with you, but it was fun too. Yeah. But I think it was just a podcast though. We weren't on video. We've come a long way. You are on Periscope all the time. Now you're, you are a, a celebrity. Periscope corporate loves you. <laughs> How many times have you been like highlighted? I'm just curious. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, yeah, a bunch. I mean, like at least eight or nine times, I think, you know, and, and always at random, always at the most random times, always when I'm not having a good hair day or I'm grumpy or I don't necessarily feel like scoping. That's when, that's when they, that's when they feature me. I know. <laughs> I wish they'd do that with me. They never <laughs> feature me. It's like, anyway, we won't go there. Anyway, so the quite okay, so here's the thing. You know, I know that you're working on a lot of different projects, but I also know, and, and I'm going to pick on you just, you know, this much, because I want everybody to know that Dr. Jennifer Fee, even though sometimes she's like on Periscope, this is what she does. She gets on, she's like, hi, I'm Dr. Jennifer Fee, and I'm here. To help you with your anxiety 
If you have a comment or a question, make sure that you copy and paste it so I can get to it in case I miss it the first time. You are so mean. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also very accurate, too. <laughs> well, hey, this is the thing. Okay, so so you're kind of... <laughs> And I, I, anyway, I'm picking, I'm not really, well, I am, I'm kind of teasing you, but, but it's so funny because, because, you know, you're, you're not that way. I mean, when you get to really know you, you're like, so you're like me, you're funny and you're, you're, you're kind of goofy. You know, she, Jennifer has one of the funniest senses of humor. Her and me can make, we can be so mad and irritated and griping about stuff, but we have like this killer personality sense of humor that's dry but it's it's really funny at the same time and mm-hmm. i was just kind of encouraging her to lighten up a little bit on <clears throat> on scope but anyway well so what are you gonna do about that now huh hmm? I, I don't know i think there's some something in me that that i think that i when i go live i have to have this calming presence and you know rather than being like my normal goofy spastic self (laughs) all right okay so um one of the things that we talked about already is that you are uh you are actual psychologist and you're you specialize in anxiety and treatments and anxiety disorders emdr um really big issues and honestly i think that you're probably one of the foremost experts that i personally know probably in the world you're like no not the world but but i i would say at least in california or the internet that i know of um about the issue and so i want to know you know i want i want people to kind of get to know you a little bit why did you become a psychologist i mean what what was the the trigger for that because it's only insane people go to graduate school and you know i mean in the field of psychology to top it off you must be crazy at least a little bit to do that Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really, there's a there's a few different reasons that I got into the field. The very very first reason, I was in the fifth grade, and this graduate student came. She was doing research for her PhD, so she was doing some kind of psychological study. I I have no idea what it was. I have no memory. I just of that, but I remember being one of her subjects, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever that. Um, you know, that she was doing research on people. And I was like, I want to do that. So that experience was really significant for me. And then when I got into high school, I wasn't the best student, you know, science, math, all that kind of stuff was not easy for me. But I took a psychology class in high school. And it just like everything was super easy. I could read things once and remember it. And I enjoyed it. And I'm like, oh, you know, I want to be I want to be a psych major. And that continued into into college, although at that point I discovered, oh, I don't really want to do research. I want to work with people clinically. And to top it all off, which is a common theme for a lot of us that get into the field, that we come from very difficult, a lot of us come from difficult, challenging backgrounds, which, you know, I do as well with a lot of um, childhood abuse and issues of depression and trauma myself and and that drives a lot of people into the field so that was definitely a big factor with 
with me getting into the field too. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, honestly, that I can say about you, as opposed to, I would say, and you don't have to comment on my statistics. This is just my observation. But I would say, and I've said this publicly before, that um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys can hear me. Is that better? <clears throat> that most people who go into the the helping professions, at least as a therapist, I don't think most people really deal with their issues at the level that they should so that they become healthier people and healthy and not using the field to their clients to help them with their mental health. <laughs> I would say that you, you are probably one of the healthiest people that I know emotionally mm -hmm. because you, you, I have seen, you know, in your own personal, you know, um, development and, you know, and, and working on, you know, the issues that you struggle with. Because we all, hey, people, just so you know, we all have issues. People like mm -hmm. to deny their issues. But one of the reasons I love you is because I know that you work through your issues. You've been married for, what, 30 years? You have two children who are absolutely wonderful. I love both of them. And your husband is wonderful as well. And I also love your animals. I can't <laughs> say that about the snake. But I do love Daisy. Mm -hmm and Hershey. <laughs> and I love Simon when Simon was around and Fresno. I also loved, uh, you know, so there's, there's a lot of, huh? You could take the whole show just to go through our list of pets. <laughs> I know. And then there was boo boo. And then no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> but it's true. You, you're a person who doesn't just practice. I mean, you actually practice what you preach. You know, you're, you're not somebody who doesn't use the tools that you teach other pe people. Which is why when we uh, decided to um, uh, when we decided to uh, do scoping together, uh, we had this idea that people might actually want to learn from us. <laughs> why? Because we're funny. Uh, I'm funnier than she is, but still, you know, I I think that I think that would be good. So so we are going to be launching a free webinar next week. Do you want to tell them about it? Sure. Yes. So the webinar will be on May 15th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. That's 8 p.m. Central. Right? That's right. Yes. Uh, we are going to talk about five ways to a peaceful mind. So five avenues to a peaceful mind. So it'll be a half an hour webinar, absolutely free, give you good content and probably what, do about 20 minutes of content, 10 minutes of questions, something like that. Um, but, um, but definitely going to, you know, fill it with hopefully stuff that you can use even from just that webinar. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, even if we go over a few minutes, we're going to shoot for, we don't want to take a lot of people's time, but this is a very, it's going to be very impactful as my husband would, he loves that word. Yeah, he does. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. And so we wanted to go ahead and give you a link. You guys need to go to this register. It's absolutely free. If you go to bit.ly forward slash the number five in the word peace, it has to be all capitalized. If you go there, and we're going to keep that up on the screen for a little bit. Okay, Bareface, if you don't mind. Uh, Bareface. It's not his real name. No. But anyway, okay. So anyway, uh, bit.ly <laughs> <laughs> forward slash five piece that's just to register once you register you will get an email and it will tell you 
that we'll be sending you a link the day of the webinar, okay? And you'll get an email before it to remind you and all that. But we really, really want you to come to this because, um, well, because because we want you to come to it. <laughs> it's our it's first. Be, yeah, it's yeah it'll be fun. Yeah, and I have an exercise planned that anyone who's watching the webinar can kind of assess where they're at in terms of what their what areas of their life they're doing well and what areas they might be struggling. And you might be saying, "Oh, I already know that," but but I think this will this will show you kind of visually. Um, in a way, maybe you haven't looked at it before. So when I do this exercise with with my students, the you know my psychology students, they're often like, "Wow, like I, you know, like look at this." So I don't want to give too much away about it, but that's going to be one of the main things we're doing in the webinar. Yeah, it'll be good. So make mm-hmm. sure you guys go to Bitly forward slash the number five piece, all capitalized, if you're listening to our podcast. All right, so, and I'm excited about this because I have to tell you guys, Jennifer is one of the best teachers in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. Hey, why, what are you laughing about? You must have a small world. <laughs> well, in my world, you are. Hey, how long have you taught? You've taught in college, like graduate level college for what, like 15, 20 years almost? A hundred? Yeah, almost. I've been at, um, you know, my current school for 16 years, but before that, even when I start before that, I taught at another school as an adjunct. So yeah, it's like maybe, yeah, somewhere close on 20 years. Um, it's a long time. So I've learned a thing or two about teaching along the way. <laughs> I know. Well, it's because you're, you're old. <laughs> You know, I, I can't believe it took you this long into the show to to make it the old comment. <laughs> yeah, you are. Just so you know, she dyes her hair. People, don't let don't let the don't let the <laughs> don't. It's obvious because that's what happens when you're older. You dye your hair. Right? No, I I dye my hair because it's fun, not because I'm gray. I actually still have my natural color. You do purple isn't that you did purple right purple it's not purple right see that's a hint right there about her personality for real see she comes on periscope hi i'm dr jennifer fee and i'm here to help you anyway but she actually does stuff like put puts purple in her hair yeah she does do. Just saying. But not, not because I'm gray. Yeah, that's true. I'm actually more gray than you are. Yeah. I have a better memory than you, though, though, just so you know. Huh? <laughs> All right. Okay. I actually got a question before the show okay. from somebody. They didn't tell me I could use their name, so I'm just going to throw this out. I'm going to see here if they're in the chat room. Just to see if they're there. I don't know. I'm not seeing. Okay. They might not be there, but whatever. Here's the question I got. <clears throat> How can you cope with difficult anxiety symptoms due to a situation that you must deal with daily? For example, an ex-boyfriend now dating a former friend at work. Ooh. I know, huh? huh? Right. So I'm taking that as that that um, this person is at work with a friend and the and the former boyfriend, like all at the same time. That's what it sounds of- like. Yeah, yeah. 
So, well, that's difficult on so many levels. I mean, the, the, the first thing that hits me is how can you engage in the, in the grieving process if it's, if it's so fresh in front of you that, that your ex is with your friend, I would think that'd be really challenging, but, but it's interesting that this person's having anxiety as, as a result of, instead of like some other emotion, like, like just anger or sadness, right? So there's something about it that's making, like making her feel anxious. So in, you know, in, like I feel anxiety as a messenger that's trying to point us to something important, trying to tell us something important, which was the, the TEDx talk. So if there's anxiety, then there's, it's tell you something about the situation. And I would, I'd encourage you to ask, you know, what is it about this that's making me anxious rather than just sad or rather than just, in, you know, angry, um, and 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 go from there and and figure it figure it out. So, to me, it would not be about just trying to get rid of the anxiety, but look at what's underneath the anxiety and why that's triggering that. That was that was my first thought to that question. Yeah, well, and I think it's cool that you you uh, you bring up the issue of grief because I believe wholeheartedly that grief is usually an underlying attachment issue. Not, I don't mean an attachment issue like an attachment disorder, but I think it's actually an, an issue that's generally attached to anxiety uh, or depression, unresolved grief, because we live in a society that doesn't allow us to grieve. You know, um, I remember, I, I think, I don't remember if I read this book in grad school or if it was just something I read for fun. I might have been grad school. Maybe it, maybe it was, it was college. Uh, called Necessary Losses by by Ju- Judith V. Horst. You, you remember that book? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Well, anyway, it's a book called Necessary Losses, and it's by mm-hmm. Judith V. Horst. And, and um, th- it's very Freudian in, its, in the presentation. It's very psych- psychodynamic in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the whole gist of this really thick book, which is relatively boring, actually, uh, was basically that every single day we have loss. You know, mm-hmm. like, for example, mm-hmm. uh, let's say Jennifer promised to call me at two o'clock, but she didn't. I was super excited about it because I couldn't wait to talk to her. And then she texts me at 2.30 and says, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to call you. The fact that mm-hmm. I was waiting and I was super excited <laughs> to talk to her at two, that was a disappointment. That was a loss because I was planning on doing that. Not that she would ever do that because she <laughs> she doesn't at all, actually. Um, but it's it's those things, you know, necessary losses that we don't deal with the grief issue, right? So, uh, so yeah, anxiety is often the in the fight or flight response. It's the it's the thing that we see the most, but most people don't deal with the unresolved stuff underneath. So I think that was, see, that's why you need to listen to Dr. Jennifer Fee, because she is so cool. Yeah, she is. Well, I'm glad you think I'm cool. You are. But, um, but anxiety, it's important to remember that anxiety is our body's warning system that there's danger present, and it gets us ready to deal with that danger. And that makes a whole lot more sense if 
you know, if you're crossing the street and there's a car coming and you've got to move yourself out of the way, it makes less sense from a physiological perspective if it's something, if the danger is an emotion like grief. A lot of people, a lot of us, all of us are afraid of emotions to some level, grief being one of them. And I've seen bunches of people who, when they are willing to engage in the deeper, more difficult grief, then their anxiety dissipates. But um, but it's not, it's not just it's not just grief. It, it can be um, something that's unjust in someone's life. It can be in in the TEDx. I talk about an underlying experience of trauma that's unrecognized. It can be a whole bunch of things. But that if you focus on that key idea that that your body's getting you ready to deal with a danger. It's just a matter of what is the danger and is it a real danger that you actually need adrenaline, you know, mm-hmm. for, or is it a perceived danger that you need to address not so much physically, but in a different way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is absolutely right. So a couple of people are telling me to stop embarrassing you. Am I embarrassing you? No, I, when I agree to come on Bible news radio, I, part of the informed consent is that I know I'm going to get teased and, and picked on and reminded of how I got beat at tennis and, you know, all of those things that come with, with being a guest on Bible news radio. <laughs> I did not bring that up. Although, yeah, my award's downstairs. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's a sidebar. No. <laughs> Actually, okay, so does any do any of you have any serious questions? I've seen a couple of inappropriate ones in our chat room, but let me say hi to Dr. John, who came in, and, and Gina, and Danielle is in the house, Joshua, Sharon, Zane is there, Wanda is there, Sean is there, Melanie is there, Christian, Jeannie, Jeannie. Is there Paul, Rhonda? Uh, I don't know if that's a legitimate name, so I'm not going to say that. Paul, Michelle, and Mark. And I don't know. So any of you, and Bareface, of course, Bareface. He has mental health issues as well. So he might actually have a question. (laughs) Yeah. So Melanie says, nothing seems to embarrass Jennifer considering some of the callers she takes on her show. Yeah, <laughs> I know. well, yeah, speaking of that, you did a, you, you did a, 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 a call with Periscope's new feature where people with weird names can call in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and graphic pictures. <laughs> oh my gosh, I seem to attract them. I seem to attract the most inappropriate, you know, like yeah. people. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it would be pretty much anything, but you know, that actually opens up another topic, which is the idea of anonymity in our culture and the ability for people who are mentally unstable to engage with people online because they feel like they're never going to get caught or busted, even though they're using some fake name. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of immature, I think, but like, what do you think? uh, Why do you think that is such a, why do you think people do that? I guess that's a good question. I think you answered it, that if they believe they have anonymity, then it gives the commissioner opens up this, like, let me put out there my my most impulsive, you know, immature, raw self. And um, 
and I find that interesting because I, I thought we all knew at this point that no one is anonymous, like that. And if we really wanted to, you know, if we really wanted to trace that, that collar that I had on my show last time, he could be found. Um, but, but um, yeah. And, and I think that's, you see that behind like people that make all the negative comments on YouTube and political sites and everywhere else. People are just, like much more mean when when the, it's less personal online they're not even anonymous necessarily they'll you know be using their names and just be mean in print um so i, I think we lose sight of like we're that you're talking to real people with real feelings right and it, it's not like you know i mean like okay so in case people don't know what she's talking about there was a a person who put up a penis picture, I mean, a naked penis on, that was his profile picture. And he, he came on her show and said something inappropriate, aside from the fact that the picture was inappropriate. But, you know, I actually, you know, what's interesting to me is I remember when I was on Blab one time and we were letting people in, there was actually a guy who uh, came into our chat room nude i mean from the waist down nudity you saw him he was playing with himself and it was you know and i thought first of all i clicked him out as soon as possible but i thought you know really what possesses people to do that i mean honestly you know i mean in my mind a couple of things maybe they've been abused maybe they just think it's funny um i don't know well and or or they have an inability to have a, a relationship like that I don't know how to interact with people in a you know in a person-to-person way but they're still trying to connect in some way yeah so I I tend to and you know and like the fact that that he came on and did that in and of itself it it doesn't bother me I don't remember what I said I said something and then hung up on on him what really bothers me is is that if they're, you know, if there are children watching right. or people getting exposed to it, that it would trigger them in some way. That's what I find. That's what I find unacceptable. Um, and I know that that's the, probably the last thing on their mind, that how their behavior impacts other people and that it could just be very hurtful or triggering or, like I said, with children, expose them to things that, that they're not they're you know shouldn't be exposed to you know at their age (laughs) yeah sorry my allergies are acting up quite badly people by the way i want to thank everybody who's been praying for me and sending me messages asking me how i'm doing you know with my throat and stuff i literally i mean (laughs) the allergies the last three days, the pollen here in Tennessee is like out of this world. It's, I mean, it's bad. I can literally go outside. I can be feeling pretty good inside. But if I go outside, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, there she is. Let's go down her throat. Let's like scratch it for her. Let's irritate the heck out of her. <laughs> Seriously, it's irritating. But anyway, you know, so I still have that. But anyway, um, I uh, I see some of your your comments and I want to make, I want to take a break here in just a second, but uh, John, Dr. John up in Canada says, Dr. Fee is exceedingly tolerant of callers on her show. Yes, you are. 
and um, and he says the agreement to follow the normative social contract is diminished online, unfortunately. Um, and it's so true. I mean, first of all, I have to tell you, Jennifer and I do not agree on a lot of stuff, just so you know. People find that hard to believe. <laughs> I'm pretty right-wing conservative, and Jennifer's not. <laughs> you know, we have... <laughs> We, we, we actually practice the actual meaning of the word tolerance. You know, we, we've learned in our relationship that there are things that we just are not going to agree on certain things, but we still, we still really love each other and understand and we're open to dialogue and stuff. And, um, and I just think that that's part of the, part of the problem with our culture is that, you know, that doesn't seem to be the norm. But that actually, to me, is a sign of emotional maturity that you can actually, quote, tolerate somebody's point of view. It doesn't even have to be a political or whatever point of view. It can be anything. You know what? I like the word impactful. Bareface doesn't. I tolerate bareface because every time I say the word impactful, I hear his stupid voice inside my head going, that's not a real word. It's irritating to me. And yet, I'm still married to him, almost 27 long, arduous years, married to Bareface, you know, and his English Nazi grammar policeness of it all. You know what I mean? So anyway, tolerance. Gotta learn tolerance, people. Maybe we'll do a webinar on tolerance, what real tolerance <laughs> is. It might be a good idea. Uh, okay, let's take one question here before, um, uh, before, uh, uh, um, before I take a break here to thank my sponsor. Okay, so there's a guy named, let me see here, I'm scrolling back up, um, Wizard304, who asks the question, is something wrong with someone who is extremely shy? And wait, hold on, I think there's more to your question. And I'm scrolling back up through here. Oh, okay. And then Norse Wester, he wants to know, that's why I am genuinely interested in her take on Freud as a believer. Okay, all right. Um, dialogue is a missing art. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. So the first question comes from, uh, that other guy. I just forgot your name cause I'm, I'm old. <laughs> Wizard 304. Is something wrong with someone being extremely shy? Jennifer, you want to talk about that? Um, I think in and of itself, I would, I would ask, well, is being shy a problem? for that for that person like do you want to <clears throat> keeping you from doing things that you want to do or keeping you you know need to do thinking about school and, and work because we all you know and shyness is on a continuum and then we could get into we could talk about being an introvert or an extrovert which speaks more to where do you get your energy from there are shy extroverts so people who Extroverts get their energy from being with other people, but just because they get their energy from being other with other people doesn't mean that they're not sh- that you can't be shy. So that can be problematic for some people because it's like I want to be with people, but but I have like I'm shy, or uh, and then you know I'm shy to social anxiety. You know we could talk about that. Um, there are also outgoing extroverts who are not so shy. But they get also, my husband is one, I would call him a, a very outgoing extrovert, where he will throw himself into a social situation wholeheartedly, but then he'll crash, 
you know, because he has to replenish his energy by being by himself. So hopefully that wasn't too roundabout an answer. I think in and of itself, our temper, temperament is not a problem. Right. It's just um, how do we need to grow and what challenges do we face in light of our temperament? See how professional that is. That's so professional. <laughs> That's what you're going to get when you go to our webinar, people. I'll be there to have fun. Dr. Jennifer Fee will be there to be all serious. Yeah. You need to lighten up. Well, well <clears throat> so your husband, I would have never, I guess I haven't seen him in the context you're talking about. I've always seen him at your house. <laughs> he's, he's very funny, actually. He is. He's a great guy. Anyway. anyway um, okay. So on to the topic about Freud, Sigmund Freud, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Sigmund Freud has contributed to all of our lives <laughs> mm -hmm. in more ways than you really realize. Uh, most people only know Freud from basic stuff, but you would be really surprised at how much he's actually influenced our culture, our, our language, uh, all of that. Of course, I don't agree with him on most things, but what do you think? Well, I mean, people always bring up Freud, but that and therapy, that I think that's akin to talking about automobiles and talking about Henry Ford, you know, like Henry yeah. Ford was like extremely influential in bringing us cars, but none of us are driving a model T Ford right now. Right. We're driving probably Hondas and Toyotas and Chevys, you know, like the, the, the car, the, you know, the technology of the car has evolved so much. Well, the same thing is true with, even within psychodynamic theory, there's a whole slew of people that came after Freud um, that were certainly influenced by him, but that you don't, you have no idea who their names are. Who are they? So, who are they? Oh, like, uh, like people like Winnicott who talked about um, the good enough, good enough parents that we don't have to be perfect parents, but that if we provide you know, a certain amount of love, a certain amount of good attachment. If we meet basic needs, we're not going to be perfect parents or perfectly attuned to our children, but, but that our children can be, you know, relatively healthy, even with our shortcomings as parents, for example. Yeah. Well, Melanie said that uh, anyone who has slipped has experienced Freud. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, you need to write a joke book. Okay. <laughs> and Dr. John says Adler, Maslow, Rogers, Beck. I would also add, I would add Fee. I would add Harp. No, I'm just kidding about that part. <clears throat> You're certainly a pioneer. And we had to, we had to start somewhere, right? I mean. I'm a pioneer, really? No, not, well, I don't know. Maybe you are a pioneer. I was still talking about Freud. Yeah. Oh. You know, like given what he had to go on in the field. True. Pretty amazing, pretty amazing guy. You know, I'm not a huge Freud fan, but, um, you know, every every pioneer has to start somewhere. Who's your favorite psycho person? Oh, my favorite psycho person. Yeah. Mm. Um, see, I, I would say probably current, you know, current people, like there's a, there's a psychologist named Dr. Anna Gomez, who's done amazing work with 
children and EMDR and attachment therapy and healing. She works in a team approach, like helping divorced families, you know, children and divorced families like heal and helping parents like, uh, you know, um, own their own stuff in the divorce and, and provide a healing environment for those children. Like she's one of my psychologist heroes. And there's a few other people I could talk about, but yeah, I would say current people that I've actually met and talked to. Yeah. <clears throat> See everybody, Dr. Jennifer Fee has heroes. Yeah, she does. <laughs> I pulled it out right here on Bible News Radio. Okay. All right. So let's take a break and then we'll talk about the Bible for a minute. <laughs> and actually during, during the break, you know, uh, you guys throw in your questions and don't forget also during the break, go to bit.ly forward slash the number five, the word peace and sign up for our webinar today. <laughs> You'll like it. You will, you will like it. You will. Okay. Go, th there it is right there. Bit.ly forward slash forward slash P I don't know can't do it it's backward anyway all right so You're spatially challenged i am i'm directionally challenged i'm geographically challenged occasionally mentally challenged yeah i am i'm just challenged which is why i carry around the gavel because it gives me a sense of empowerment people oh and here's the other thing yeah i'm sure jennifer will mock me eventually so here's the thing order in the court people haven't you always wanted to do that? You know, in our culture today, apparently, you can only use a gavel if you're an auctioneer, if you are the head of the HOA, if you happen to be on the city council and you're the mayor. Uh, see. If you're a judge, true. But me? Hey, I'm bringing the gavel to Periscope. Yeah, I am. You know why? Because I like it. It's fun. <laughs> and not only that... Uh, you can get this on Amazon, man. All you gotta do is go to my Amazon store. Although I haven't linked it yet. So don't go there yet. But you can go there and get some stuff. Alright, a couple of things I want to point you to, though. <clears throat> Tomorrow, Bible News Radio is having a uh, Christian apologist, apologetic expert, uh, J. Warner Wallace, who is author, who has authored the book Cold Case Christianity, and this book, Forensic Faith. Wait, that one right there. Forensic Faith, and he has a brand new book coming out. He has been on Dateline, NBC. Uh, he uh, was an atheist who, and a, a cold case homicide detective. Very cool guy. He actually appeared in the movie God's Not Dead 2 as one of the witnesses in the court. He appeared as himself. He was like, hello, here I am. Anyway, he gave evidence for whatever it was that they needed it for in that movie. And I have to tell you that I am super excited to have him on my show after trying to get in touch with him for about a year. I finally, he finally responded. It was a miracle, mini miracle. Anyway, so I'm super excited to have him on the show tomorrow. So you guys make sure you tune in tomorrow at four o'clock. Okay. Or you can watch the archive, but it's gonna be more fun in person. Okay. And, uh, so that's tomorrow. Um, also, <laughs> We're doing a Bible study in the book of 1 Peter, and uh, I want to recommend that you go to ariel.org in order to buy their 1 Peter series. 
on mp3 format or you can get the pdf or you can get the actual hard copy sent to you the hard copy of the bible study in first peter is five dollars the mp3 is three dollars that's it you guys can get that you can save 20 percent on that whopping purchase of five or three bucks you can actually save 20 percent on that when you use the coupon code bible news and get a solid bible teaching okay <clears throat> and camp shoshana also is something we got to tell you about. There it is right there. Camp Shoshana. One of these days I'm going to go there. But in the meantime, if you go there, go to CampShoshana.com to learn more. And it goes through July, from July 7th through September 2nd. You know, they offer one, two, three, four, I think up to seven weeks that you could be up there at camp in the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York, studying the Bible from a Messianic Jewish perspective with some of the top Bible scholars in literally the world. Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum is an international messianic Bible teacher and scholar. And I have to tell you that he has been traveling for over 40 years and you'll get him up there for a couple of weeks for sure uh, teaching and uh, it, it'll be great. It will be. Okay. The other thing don't forget to get is the book, The Feasts and Fasts of Israel. Yeah. Those S's are hard for me to say, people. Uh, they're historical and prophetic significance. Get the book. It's really cool. I have it, as you guys know, right here on my desk. Wait, I'll pick it up. Ugh, it's heavy. It's right here. $28, but you can save 20% on it. And then you can learn all about the feasts and fasts of Israel. See, when I was a child, I had speech therapy issues and the ethics were the issue that I had to deal with. <laughs> and sometimes, just so you know, it's still hard for me to say S's correctly, but whatever. And my mom named me Stacy. Go figure, huh? Yeah. <laughs> my name is Stacy. <laughs> this is why I have a sense of humor. Okay. The other thing is, um, <clears throat> Legal Shield. You guys know Legal Shield is my side business. Thank God it starts with an L and an L. You guys can learn more by going to bit.ly forward slash LOJ 2019 and um, learn about the legal protection that you can get as well as identity theft protection. And if you want to get in touch with me personally to learn more, that would be the preferred method. Just, you can know, you can either contact me through there or go to BibleNewsRadio.com anywhere on social media. By the way, got to tell you, Bible News Radio on Instagram. It's Instagram.com forward slash Bible News Radio. Uh, I am doing Bible reading on the morning, in the morning now, on my story. That was weird. <laughs> and I'm reading the book of 1 John there. I just started that this morning because I love the book of 1 John. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so you can check that out. You can also follow me at StacyLynnHarp.com. I mean, not .com. On Instagram where you can learn all about me as a person. Yeah, not that you care, but if you did, you can go ahead and follow me there. I, I post stuff there about Legal Shield and pickleball and my foot and the food I eat and in Jennifer pretty soon. You watch out, Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Fee. Uh, and I have to uh, say, oh, that's the last thing. If you want to become a pillager, a pillar of my community, <laughs> Jennifer always says, she calls you people pillagers. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. She's laughing really hard right now. <laughs> anyway, if you want to become a pillar of our community and give, hey, 
just go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. Give as much as you can. We, we would accept it gladly. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we got about, what, 10 minutes left? Gosh, this time has gone fast. Okay, so Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Fee is my guest today. And uh, she is not only a superstar periscoper, gold star, Miss Show Off there. <laughs> And all that, but she is a clinical psychologist out of Southern California, has a private practice in Newport Beach as well as Placentia, California. She has written a book that's not out yet, and and she is a TEDx speaker and also my partner in crime when it comes to this new webinar called Five, Five Ways to a Peaceful Mind. <laughs> yeah. And we're both middle-aged, just so you know. Okay. All right. And there's Jennifer. <laughs> Any comments? Mm-hmm. See ya. You had to throw in the middle-aged piece under after all those accolades. <laughs> hey, there is nothing wrong with being middle-aged. No, that's true. That's true. We were, we. It's the prime time of our life, right? I hope. Probably. But yes. you you uh, did call my donors pillagers. I did. Well, I mean, it's not an insult. It's just a play on. I always see just like Randall and the word impactful now I cannot call my pillars pillars without because of you because of the the pillager (laughs) comment in my head you see how much we influence each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so Melanie wants to know if there's any flippo updates and and I think that you and I have come to the conclusion that Melanie did it Oh, we were going to frame, I mean, I know who did it, but we were going to frame Melanie. So but <laughs> the, those of you that don't know, yeah, um, it's true. Was it like a year or two years ago? Over a year, I think. Over a year ago that, that Stacy's stuffed animal neck thing ended up dead. <laughs> and we had a whole Snapchat series on like who killed Flippo the hippo. Yep. And, busy and I couldn't you know like I couldn't finish the series and then enough time went by that it's like well no one would if we pick it up now no one's going to know what we're talking about right so I I was content to let it go until Stacy came to my house and then it was very clear who had killed Flippo the Hippo because she came in one morning and she you know, had this confession that she had broken a family heirloom <laughs> of um, of mine. She was all serious and concerned she was. Taking her shoe off while she was like in bed. I don't know why she was wearing her shoes in bed. Throws her shoe across the room, right? And it, it hits this map of the U.S. that my child had made. You know, this map out of clay or something. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and broke it. She broke the U.S. <laughs> Texas is no longer there. Texas is, like, gone, disintegrated. And just... So I said, you know, and it didn't bother me. I said, oh, no, you know, no worries. I'll just, I didn't know what I was going to do with this thing anyway. It's, like, big and taking up all the space. And my kid's, like, you know, in college and probably made it when he was 10. I'll just take a picture of it. You know, and then I can I can finally throw away this thing. So I go out to take a picture of it. And on the map, 
is this poor mosquito squished and dead. Stacy killed the mosquito with her shoe. I so, mm-hmm. yeah, all that to say, we, we did decide together to frame Melanie for the, <laughs> the hip hop. But if you want to know the truth, it was Stacy. <laughs> out of order, Dr. Jennifer Fee. Yes, you are out of order. Yeah, you are. I should find you in contempt of being a guest on my show. I, I'm just the truth teller. <laughs> it is so true. <clears throat> yeah. Melanie did kill Flubo the Hippo. <laughs> and <clears throat> yes, I did kill this huge mosquito. 15 of them. <laughs> There's like, what happened was all the, the door, and, and anyway. All these mosquitoes came in her house, and I was just like, ah! And, I mean, they were big, and I'm like, I am not going to, like, have one of these big, ugly California mosquitoes land on me. No, I'm not. They, no, no, they, no, it, it was that big. They were huge. So, anyway, yeah, so I, I murdered them. Yeah, I did. And it was a total accident because the mosquito was on the wall, right? And so I took off my shoe and I threw it up there in order to get them to hit, go down so then I could kill them better. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> but instead, you broke a family heirloom. I did. <laughs> I thought about lying about it, but <laughs> I did. I told her kid first. I was like, where's your mom at? She's gone right now. I'm like, oh, all right. So anyway, enough about this. But <laughs> yeah, we have any serious mental health questions? Yeah, let's see here. <clears throat> Melanie said, I'm going to turn this framing over to my legal shield attorney. You'll have to pay the 25% fee on that one because it's not covered under, your, <laughs> under the benefit. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Vandalism. Okay. Uh, poor hippo. Okay. Hi, Annie. Annie says that she needs mental health therapy now. All right. So my daughter put off her wedding and engagement. Uh, okay. So are you feeling disappointed about that? Or uh, what is it that we can help you with, Annie? If you are still here and you can do that. Or if anybody else has a question in the remaining time that we are together, not killing or breaking insects or family heirlooms. <laughs> my ad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm waiting for Annie I think she's yeah. typing in things mm-hmm. just watching us helps aww it's so sweet <laughs> yeah it, it does we are calming influencers yeah we are well Stacy always make me laugh so just when I'm feeling down you telling one of your corny jokes you feel better? <sighs> well, laughter does make the the world go round. All right, Mama Gina says, what are some ways you can calm yourself when anxiety is high? That's a mm. good question. I'll yeah. let the expert psychologist answer the question. 
Well, and this is something I think you have to experiment with to see what what works for you because different things are going to work for different people. But um, one of my favorites is the is the abdominal breathing, where you focus on breathing from your abdomen. A lot of people don't do it correctly, so they'll say, "Oh, that breathing thing doesn't work." But if you learn it how to do it properly, which is good to practice when you're not anxious, it can be very calming when you are. And I would say a good majority of my clients like will say that the breathing is one of the most helpful uh, tools, but also just calming, you know, self-talk, reminding, you know, reminding yourself that, that anxiety is like a passing, you know, a passing feeling. It's just a sensation. My speaking coach actually says, don't call it anxiety, call it sensation. And I don't know if I'd go that far, but but part of her point is that if you can accept it as something that you're just feeling and not something scary, then it will have less power over you. Um, and I find that I find that helpful with speaking. It's like if I expect my stomach to, ups, to be upset, or if I expect my heart to be, you know, pounding uncomfortably, and reminding myself that it'll pass. It does, you know, it, 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 it does pass. Mm-hmm. So I could go on and on, but I, you know, I know we're like running up against time. So I will, okay. I will stop. Like, all that's right. the stuff not all the time. <clears throat> and we'll, we'll take one more question from Sean. Sean says, excuse me, <clears throat> that was awkward. <laughs> anyway, Sean says, should you contact a relative you don't want to talk to who, no, wait, Sean, okay. Should you contact a relative who don't want to talk to you, who, who that probably should say, who doesn't want to talk to you after 20 years or leave it alone? Ooh, we're going to end with that. That's a, such a heavy, heavy question. Um, you know, and um, I, I think rather, I'm not going to tell you what to do, you know, but um, I think that's something worth exploring all the pros and cons with, and maybe with an outside person, an objective person and look at what would be the consequence of, you know, contacting that person or, or not. And I talk, you know, I, I, I tell the story about contacting my, my own dad after 27 years, but of no, you know, where where we didn't have um, contact, but there's a difference between, no, maybe if someone tells you and sets a boundary, don't contact me versus when you've just, there's just been a less clear falling out or drifting apart or, or something like that. So, so context and circumstance really, really do matter. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> totally does matter. That was good advice. Yeah, it was. I like to say that I give people options to consider and part of a lot of these least situations that people ask about on Periscope, there's, there's not like a one like direct do this, don't do that, but you know, consider this or consider that or talk through this or think through that kind of response is what I, is what I've found. Mm-hmm. Well, and not only that, but I think, also asking a lot of questions, you know, kind of, un, you know, un, 
it the onion you know poor onions why do onions have to be used you know there's other fruits or vegetables that have layers besides onions but you know anyway for sake of analogy onions you know we got to peel back the layers you know yeah we do why don't we use the hard-boiled egg as an example crack the shell take it off and then you can take off the white egg part and then end up with the yolk there you go the yolk is on you <laughs> oh, that was awesome that that is recorded <laughs> you're gonna use that with a client you know you will <laughs> just so you some of you will <laughs> that joke going over with your audience because i know the last time we told a joke it didn't go over so well <sighs> True. <clears throat> anyway, I thought that was funny. Obviously, Randall's like you. You always <laughs> make yourself laugh. Yeah, I do. You do. You crack yourself up. It's fun to watch you laugh at yourself. <laughs> hey, it makes other people laugh. Mm -hmm. What happens when you laugh at yourself too much? Well, hey, you know, you'll never cease to be amused if you can laugh at yourself. Somebody said that once. I don't know who it was. Was it Bareface? It was Bareface, my husband. I quote him all the time and just don't realize it. But anyway, all right. In all seriousness, uh, Dr. Jennifer Fee is my guest and my, my buddy. I love her, as you know. I do. Anyway, but here's the thing. You know, we are doing a webinar. It's free. And it's called Five Ways to a Peaceful Mind. And here's the deal. If you deal with doubt, anxiety, attention deficit disorder, you know, anything that creates anxiety or angst in your life, then you want to join us for this because you're going to learn a lot. We have a, you know, we have a limited time to do it. And uh, it's next Wednesday, so I'm giving you a couple of days to sign up for it. Go to that, that link right there, bit.ly forward slash the number five, the word peace, all in capital letters, and sign up. A couple of you have, and I want to appreciate you for doing that already, but hopefully more of you do, because what Dr. Jennifer Fee and me are going to share, or I, are going to, Fee and me, just, you know, I have to, and anyway, we're, what we're going to share <laughs> will help your life. It's next Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time and 7 Mountain Time, I believe. Yeah, it is. But if you go to that link, that bit.ly link, bit.ly forward slash the number five of the word peace, sign up. Go there. Just sign up. You'll get an email that will tell you. We'll put the link in. This is going to be held on Zoom, which is a platform. It's a video platform. It's going to be video. <clears throat> so you'll get to interact with both, uh, both of us. <laughs> yeah, you will. And you'll be so happy you did because I will be like Tigger and Jennifer will be like calm, like Piglet, you know, or I don't want to say Eeyore because you're not really Eeyore, but I don't know. Who, who do you like? Pooh, maybe? Are you are you more like Pooh? Who, who, are, you, who are you like? Huh? Like Kanga. Kanga? No. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Uh, no, you don't. You don't have to download anything. You can actually join on your phone, too. You might have to, uh, you can go to zoom.us ahead of time and set up a free account. It'll make it easier for you. But, uh, yeah, you can actually join by phone, too. Just dial in. So, but we're going to be on video because it's a webinar. 
So you get to see us. Okay, how many final comments? Me? Oh, no, I, I just, yeah, I hope you all join us. Have a good time, and hopefully you'll, you, will, you will learn something. And um, I'm looking forward to it. So, thanks for having me on, Stacey. Always appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, everybody, Bible News Radio is now adjourned. So remember, people, be bold. Stand up and go with God because he loves you.